morning. And uh, if you've got a Bible, can you turn to John chapter 16? John chapter 16, and we're going to read from verse 5 to 16. John chapter 16, verse 5 to 16. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? That's what we're going to be looking at this morning as we come to God's Word. We are continuing in our series uh, on the Holy Spirit. And uh, a few weeks ago, I wrote an introduction. And this is part two. Who is the Holy Spirit? You know, there have been a few, very few significant teachings that have truly changed my life. And, and I'm not just talking about sermons. I'm talking about encountering God. And, and it was through the teaching and through the principles of God's Word and through the teaching about the Holy Spirit that really transformed my life and my walk with Jesus and today's message, as I've said, is who is the Holy Spirit? So John chapter 16, verse 5 to 16, and it'll be up on the screen behind us as well. And it says, But now I am going to him who sent me. This is Jesus speaking. But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate, or the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the Prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Who is the Holy Spirit? You know, for a long time, I think that the church has ignored who the Holy Spirit is. The church has ignored who the Holy Spirit is. There's been a big concentration on God, the Father, that God is a loving Father. There's, a lo there's so much, obviously, about Jesus, the Son, the Son of God. But, you know, the Holy Spirit is often ignored. He's often forgotten about. But he's also misunderstood as well. And it's not just by non-Christians. It's not only non-believers who, who misunderstand who the Holy Spirit is. But I believe Christians as well. We can miss out on who the Holy Spirit is. We can be confused by the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's because of teachings that we've heard. Maybe it's because of things that we might have seen on TV. Uh, and people acting in crazy ways. Maybe we think that that is why we're all over the place. Maybe when it comes to who the Holy Spirit is. Maybe as well it's because of old translations of the Bible that, that might, uh, might confuse some people about who the Holy Spirit is. You know, in older translations of the Bible, it says that he, he's known as the Holy Ghost. And maybe people today think that the Holy Ghost is something to do with Casper and it's something maybe a bit weird, something a bit scary. And maybe people don't want to know who the Holy Spirit is because of these things. Maybe they think that the Holy Spirit is evil and it comes from the devil. But we know from the Bible, from the Word of God, that the Holy Spirit is supernatural, that He is good. We know that the Holy Spirit, He 
is God and we need him. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the supernatural power of God within our lives here and now. We need the power of God. But you know, as I've said, I believe that some people are just weary of the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I just want to share just three simple principles, three points to describe who the Holy Spirit is. And it's not what I've come up with. It's not what I've heard on TV. This is what we find in God's Word. We stand upon God's Word. God's Word is our ultimate truth. And we find everything from God's Word. And we see that God's Word teaches us about who the Holy Spirit is. Jesus himself is teaching his disciples here in John 16 of who the Holy Spirit is. And isn't it just amazing, just there, just before we get into this, isn't it amazing that Jesus said, it is good for you that I go so that now the Spirit comes. I'm sure the disciples were, were scared about this. You know, they had been with Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, they had been with him. But how could it be better that, that Jesus goes and the Holy Spirit comes? How is that for their good? And so this morning, we're going to look at just three, uh, three points on who the Holy Spirit is. Now, these three points, they might seem really basic. They might seem elementary. But they can help us understand who the Holy Spirit is. And they give us a foundational truth to who the Holy Spirit is. We need to have the right foundation to who the Holy Spirit is. So first of all, the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now this comes as a surprise maybe to some people, maybe even some here this morning, but the Holy Spirit is a person. You know, as I said, the King James Version of the Bible uses the name the Holy Ghost. And maybe that's what trips people up. As I've said, maybe they think that, that it's just a presence. Maybe they think it's just an aura or something along those lines. However, we see that Jesus is calling him he. We see it here in John chapter 16. The Holy Spirit is a person. Just like Jesus, who's fully God and fully man. We see that the Holy Spirit is fully God. And he also functions as a person. How do we know this? Well, there are three qualities that, that we have as people. But also the Holy Spirit has as well. We have a mind so that we can think. We have emotions so that we can feel. And we have a will so that we can choose to, and we choose to do what is right and wrong. And you know it's amazing when we read the Bible, we see that the Holy Spirit has these three qualities as well. He has a mind, he has emotions, he has feelings, but he also has a will, he chooses. We see in Romans chapter 8 verse 27, it says that the Holy Spirit has a mind. It says there, that he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has a mind. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 says, shows us that the Holy Spirit has emotions as well. And it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you sealed uh, for the day with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption we see that the bible tells us that the holy spirit has emotions just like you and me he can be grieved he can be upset just like you and me you know even this morning as i'm thinking about that for it's chloe's birthday today and for chloe's birthday we bought her uh, we bought her a puppy i'm a father this week <laughs> our first baby and uh, we called it charlie morgan and, and, as we were, and as we were leaving this morning, she was pining for us. She was crying. I, I know that's probably a poor example. But, you know, she was crying for us. And it shows that she has emotions this morning. Chloe told me to wrap it up this morning so we can get on quickly to, her, to our baby this morning. But, and, you know, maybe this, morning, maybe this evening I'll bring a picture so you can see her as well. But uh, 
species I'll probably enjoy, but <laughs> crazy. I never thought I'd have a dog, I've got to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, we have emotions as well. And as we were leaving her, I felt upset. I felt good, and I thought, I'm upset in her by leaving her. She was crying out. Bless her. But, you know, even we see here that the Bible teaches us the Holy Spirit, he's got emotions. He can get upset as well. It shows us that he is a person, that he is God as well. And finally, we see that the Holy Spirit has a will as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, it talks about his will. It says, but one, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. This is talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And, and we see here that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do the work of Christ. But he chooses who he empowers. He's following the list. He's following his Father. He's following God, Father God and Jesus. He's being obedient to him. But he's distributing as he so these three things show us that the Holy Spirit, it isn't a ghost. It isn't just an aura or a weird feeling that people just act out of. We see from the Bible very clearly the Holy Spirit is a person. He is God. He is co-equal with God. He's the third member of the Trinity. But he is God, but he is a person as well. He has a mind. He has emotions. He has a will. And we come on to that second point there. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not just part God, he is fully God. He is fully God. The Holy Spirit is not just the, the lesser part of the Trinity. He is co-equal with God the Father and God the Son. He is God. And we believe, as I've said, we believe as a church that there is one God in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They eternally exist and they are co-equal. And we can see from the Bible the Bible proves this, that he is God. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, and it says it again in, in Psalm 33, verse 6, it shows us that the Spirit of God was present in the creation of the world. In the very beginning, the Spirit was hovering, he was brooding over the earth. We see that in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21, Peter references that the Holy Spirit, he moved in the prophets in the Old Testament and he gave words to the prophets in the Old Testament about what God was saying. We see that we now, it says in 1 Corinthians, that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. We are temples of God. God can come and dwell in us, live inside of us. And it is the Holy Spirit living in and through us. And Jesus was very clear in John chapter 3 and verse 5. He was very clear that if we are to be born again, then we, and if we are to become a Christian, then we must be born of the Spirit of God. We see it time and time again in the Bible that it highlights that the Holy Spirit, He is God. He is the one who raised Jesus from the dead. He is God, co-equal. You know, one of the most convincing statements in the Bible that shows us that the Holy Spirit is God is actually found in Acts chapter 5 and we read it together Acts chapter 5 and verse 1 to 6 we read it together it says now a man named Ananias together with his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge he kept back part of the money for himself but he brought the rest and put it at the apostles feet then Peter said Ananias how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to 
shows us there that the Holy Spirit, he knew the Holy Spirit, Ananias there, he had lied to the Holy Spirit. And, and we see here that he was saying, that Peter was saying that he has lied to God. And listen to what happens. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. A great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, body and carried him out to be buried. We see here that Ananias lied to God, to the Holy Spirit. He lied to him and it shows that he was God. And right there, because of that lie, God struck him down dead right there. It's an incredible story. It's a frightening story. We see the, the fear of God swept over the people there. But we see here very clearly, the Holy Spirit is God. Peter here, you say that the Holy Spirit is God. You've lied to God. You've lied to him. You've lied to the Holy Spirit. He is God. It was as if Peter is saying that God and the Holy Spirit, they are the same. They are one. They are God. You know, Jesus told his disciples that the Holy Spirit, he would be different from himself. Jesus said that he is God, but he would be different from himself. The Father would send the helper who would be the spirit of truth after Jesus had departed, as we've seen it there in John chapter 16. After Jesus ascended into heaven, God sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And what does the Holy Spirit do? We see that the Holy Spirit, he, his primary purpose is to reveal Jesus. That's his primary function, to reveal Jesus. And they all have different characteristics. We see even in Jesus' baptism, we see that the Holy Spirit, he turns up. And we see the three members of God in Mark chapter 10, uh, Mark chapter 1, verse uh, 10 to 11. We see all three members of the Godhead turning up. God the Father, Jesus being baptized, and the Holy Spirit coming upon him as a dove. The Bible shows us time and time again that the Holy Spirit is God. He's not just a person, not just a presence. The Holy Spirit is God. And you know, as we think about these two statements, that he is a person and he is, and he is God, it brings us to our third point about who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the person of God in the now. In the now. In the here and now. Not just many, many years ago. He's not just God many, many years ago on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is the person of God in the now. In the here and now. You know, as, as we've seen in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, and we'll look at this a little bit later, we see that the Holy Spirit, he was poured out and he came to live within us. And this is important because because of this outpouring, the Holy Spirit, he moved upon men, he chose men. And, you know, he moved inside people to become more like Christ. You know, it's impossible for us to become more like Jesus. It's impossible for us to become more holy. It's impossible for us to live pure lives on our own. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit to help us to become more like Christ, to change us, to become more like Christ, to reveal Christ in us, to become more like him. And he is alive in us. He has made us alive to Christ. You know, we see that when Jesus died on the cross, when he rose again, it changed absolutely everything. And the Holy Spirit came after he ascended and dwelt amongst us. And as I've said, in John chapter 16, Jesus said those words, it's for your advantage that I go. Do we think that here and now this morning? Do we believe that, that it's for our advantage that Jesus isn't here with us? Do we believe this morning it's for our good that we've got the Holy Spirit with us? We've got God who not only is just teaching us, he's not just alongside us, we've got God living inside of us. 
empowering us to become more like Christ. I love it how it says it in, in the Amplified Version. It says, this is what Jesus says in verse 7 of John 16. However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you or into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you, be in close fellowship with you. It's incredible, isn't it, that God has sent the Holy Spirit. God, not only with us, but God living in us, in and through us, the helper, the advocate, the strengthener. I love that version, the strengthener, because he does, he says strengthener. He's there to help us. He's interceding. He's counseling us to become more like Christ. He guides us. He leads us into all truth. It shows us, I love how that verse there in the Amplified shows us the role of the Holy Spirit within our lives. It highlights who the Holy Spirit is in our lives. The comforter, the counselor, all these things. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us of our sin and leads us to repentance and brings us back to Christ. The Holy Spirit is the encourager. Who needs some encouragement this morning in your faith? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who can come alongside us and encourage us in our faith. You know, when we say we sense God's presence, we are saying that we sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you know, I pray for us as a church that we would get to know the Holy Spirit more and more. You know, in the past many generations of the church, I thank God we are a Pentecostal church. That is our heritage. We're a Pentecostal church. People were kicked out from ground because they were filled with the Holy Spirit, because they were speaking in tongues. That's how this church began. Our church began through the Holy Spirit. And I thank God for that. But if our church is to continue for another hundred years, if God wills it, then we still need the Holy Spirit. We need his power more than ever. He's the God in the here and now. Not just 10 years ago, not, not 15 years ago. He's the God in the here and now. He is the God for you. He can fill you. He can encourage you. You can know him here and now. And he wants to work inside of us. He wants to reveal Jesus. He wants to encourage us. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. The Holy Spirit is God in us here and now. We need the Holy Spirit. If we're to see our community transformed, we need the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. We need his power. We need him to reveal Jesus in and through us. If you want to see your home transformed, then you can't do it in and of your own strength. You need to pray, seek God, but you need the power of the Holy Spirit to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in us here and now. And I thank God for that. The Holy Spirit wasn't just for a particular people at a particular time. He's for all believers. If we will seek him, if we will ask Jesus for him. Jesus said, ask and you will receive the Holy Spirit. And we've got to seek him. And we can get to know the Holy Spirit. And you know, the incredible thing is, is that he's strengthening us every day. He's leading us every moment of our lives if we will surrender to him and we'll open up our lives to him. As we come to a conclusion this morning, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that the spirit of God, that God's spirit lives in you. He is the person of God in the now lives inside of us the spirit of God lives in us and I believe we need to get to know him more and more we need to know him more and more we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit then we as a church would love to pray for you I, would long, I encourage you to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
But I encourage you, if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, don't just wait now for another meeting. You can seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit anytime. You can seek the, seek the filling of the Holy Spirit anytime. It's not just for 30 years ago. It's for now. And I believe that if we open up our lives to Him, we'll see God do incredible things in this church. This church will be totally transformed if we opened up ourselves to the Holy Spirit in this year and now He's longing to. We need the Holy Spirit. And that is who the Holy Spirit is. He is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. But He is the God. He is God in the now. That is who the Holy Spirit is. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be learning more and more about who the Holy Spirit is. We're going to be diving into the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to look at all these different things because I believe that God wants to do something incredible within the life of this church. But I believe we need His power in and through us. We need the supernatural power of God to make a difference. We can't do it in our our own strength. We need the Holy Spirit if we just see this church transformed to see the promise of God fulfilled, for to see our community transformed, we need the Holy Spirit in and through our lives. So I pray, and I want to encourage you to make it your prayer, to make a decision that you are going to seek the Holy Spirit. You're going to seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't do it for you, but I encourage you to seek the filling and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit every day of your lives so that we might see God do something incredible. You know, I don't want to just go through the motions. I don't want us as a church to just go through the motions. We're not a religion. We have a relationship with Christ. We want to see the power of God at work. And that comes, the Holy Spirit is the one who brings it. So I pray that we would make that our prayer as a church in 2019, but also in the days to come. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, we need the Holy Spirit in and through our lives. So I encourage you, get to know who the Holy Spirit is for yourself. Amen. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning that when you ascended into heaven, you didn't leave us on our own, but you sent the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you that we're not, it's not just a feeling, but we thank you that the Holy Spirit is God, that he is a person who lives inside of us and who will empower us and reveal you to us and become more like you, Lord. And so, Lord, even at the start of this year, Lord Jesus, even today, Lord, we pray that we will get to know the Holy Spirit more and more. We long to know you so that you might work in and through us, so that Jesus would be glorified in and through our lives, so that we might see your will being done and your kingdom come. Lord, we open up ourselves to you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. And we pray, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our lives. Change us that we might become more like Jesus. Let your will be done in and through our lives so that we might see Jesus exalted. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, I pray that you would make that your prayer. Amen. Just some announcements for us this morning before we stand together, before we sing our final song of worship to close. Come again this evening at 6 p.m. as we gather together, as we worship the Lord. It's going to be a great time, and we're going to begin a new series this evening. Uh, The series is called A Fresh Start, and this series is going to be based on a new discipleship manual that I've created over the last few months, something for us that we can begin to disciple other people with, that we can see many more people come to Jesus. That's our heart. We long to see salvation within this church. We long to see our family members come to know God. And so over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be going through this discipleship series with us so that we will all be equipped, ready to share Jesus wherever we are, with whoever we come in contact with, that we'll see lives transformed 
this year. So come along this evening as we begin this series called Fresh Start. It's going to be a great time as we gather together. Then just some other announcements for us, and that is uh, this, this week, as you know, all the different ministries, all the different programs are happening. Please continue to pray for them that we'd see God move. We've got prayer meetings, connect groups. We've got kids club talks, youth coffee morning, all these things happening this week. Uh, but just an advance notice for us, and that is on Tuesday, the 29th of January, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, we have our Reconnect meeting. And it's uh, my Connect Group's uh, turn to take our Reconnect meeting. It's going to be a great time. There's going to be some songs, there's going to be some poems, there's going to be some great things. Come along, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time of encouragement and fellowship together. So that's on Tuesday, 29th of January, between 7 and 8 p.m. And even if you aren't in a Connect Group, we encourage you to come along. It's going to be a great time of fellowship. Amen. I believe that's all the main announcements for us this morning. So should we stand together now and we'll worship the Lord and take up our tithes and offerings. Amen. <laughs> 